The Arena, a multi-platform gaming news podcast, is brought to you by, well, of course, you. If you want to learn more about how you can support the show, go to patreon.com slash thearena underscore podcast. Hit it! That's what I'm talking about! Wait! Okay now, from the beginning. Hit it, boys. Hey everybody, welcome into the Arena, a multi-platform gaming news podcast. This is episode 101. I'm your host, Expat, along with my co-hosts, Burley of Burleyman Gaming and Turnbase Carl. Uh, Burley, how you doing today, man? I'm doing good. I don't know why, but I just had weird tossing and turning through the night. How are All you right. guys? Oh, I'm doing good, man. Carl, how are you? Good, good. We had a, we had a good week of... Uh things to watch to entertain us oh yes yes yeah yeah a lot of stuff uh, that we're doing here on the arena productions we'll be talking about that later on so yeah we got a great show for you obviously gamescom was this week so of course our topic of the show we're going to be talking about uh, uh announcements and our reactions to gamescom 2022 we'll be talking about that and of course in uh, our weekly news beat, we're going to talk about uh, KOTOR. There was some news about KOTOR this week, Knights of the Old Republic. Uh, Phil Spencer had some comments about the Activision Blizzard deal, as well as, uh, for example, console exclusives. We're going to talk about that. Uh, the PlayStation 5 prices are going up in most regions of the world, except for the United States. We're going to be talking about that also. And then, of course, we're going to be diving into Gamescom and talking about the games that uh, we're really excited about that are going to be coming uh, in the near future and into 2023, of course. And then, of course, our new game releases uh, for the week of August 29th through September 4th. We're, guys, it's almost September already. We're almost into the fall. Can you believe it? I mean, uh, yeah, the fall season is almost here, you know, but of course out here in Japan, it's mm -hmm. still like 35 degrees every day. So <laughs> yeah, it's like in the nineties here yesterday. Yeah. Yeah. So same, same so like hot. here in Japan. Yeah. So it's still very hot. It's still very hot and humid over here in Canada. Yeah. 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 I'm looking so, forward to getting to Buffalo to actually experience fall. It's been a couple of years. So. Yeah. Yeah. So, <laughs> yeah. And yeah, so uh, yeah, we're looking forward to uh, the fall season and all the games that are going to be coming out there. So before we talk about the games that we've been uh, playing this past week, as well as the weekly news beat and the topic of the show on Gamescom 2022, here's a brief word about where you can find the podcast. Before the crew discuss what they have been playing, this episode of The Arena, a multi-platform gaming news podcast, in audio and video formats, We'll be going to Patreon in early access for one day after being recorded. So if you would like to support the show and become a patron at the entry tier one level at $1 per month and get early access to every episode in audio and video formats, exclusive post-show content in video format when recorded, as well as watch or listen ad-free, please visit patreon.com slash the arena underscore podcast for further details. 
Weekly on Sundays, the podcast will be uploaded to all free podcast services, where you can find us on any podcast app for iOS or Android, and in video format on our YouTube channel, The Arena Productions. For the audio version, just download your favorite podcast app and search for The Arena, a multi-platform gaming news podcast, subscribe, follow us, post a review and leave us questions, comments, and feedback if you like, if that feature is available there, and spread the word about the podcast. We also have a Discord called The Arena Podcast, where you can join and chat with the Arena Podcast community, and the podcast audio website is at thearenapodcast.podbean.com, where you can follow us and leave questions and comments as well. For all information regarding the podcast and our entertainment and pop culture-related content, along with our blog and forums, visit the official website of The Arena Productions at www.thearenaproductions.com. Finally, you can also follow us on Twitter at The Arena, A-M-P-G-N-P, as well as on Instagram at The Arena underscore podcast. Now, back to the show. All right, guys, uh, let me go ahead and start. Uh, (laughs) I played a couple of games on Game Pass this week. And the first, the first one I'll talk about. I'm just going to talk about it briefly. Opus Echo of Star Song. I started playing a little bit of that. It's a text-driven side-scrolling adventure, developed by Taiwanese independent studio Sigono. And uh, I don't know. I, I just started it really, and basically you're going into these asteroids, and uh, you know, looking for like relics of an ancient civilization, so to speak. But it's it's kind of like a love story between, you know, the the male and the female, you know, protagonists in this game. And uh, I think Burley, I think uh, the, the voice, if you play the Japanese uh, uh, voice in this game, the, the male protagonist voice is the same as the character in Judgment, of uh, the masked, the young guy th- with with the mask that's running around the city, you know. Oh, and, uh, Kimura, yeah, Kimura Takuya's character, of course, Yagami is chasing him around the city. Yeah, um, yeah. that's yeah the same actor, voice actor for the oh, main right protagonist. On. Yeah, and so, but anyway, uh, yeah, it's uh, it's interesting. I will continue to play that. And the next game I have been playing, of course, uh, Midnight Fight Express. Uh, Midnight Fight Express, it's uh, it's basically, uh, it's like Hotline Miami, basically. You're just, uh, okay. you're going through these blocks. Uh, first, you're in like a warehouse. Uh, and then you fight your way through these rooms in the warehouse. And you're fighting with your fists. And then later you're fighting with like batons and then then you get a gun. So you have like a handgun at first, you know, but it's basically button mashing, you know, when it comes to the fist punching and then dodging and stuff like that. You hit the like the L, L, uh, LB button, you know, to 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 parry as well. So, I mean, yeah, I mean, but it's just like Hotline Miami and the music is very similar to the Hotline Miami music, the you know type of music, um, and so you're just running from room to room, and then after the first level, then you jump out uh, onto the streets, and then you start fighting more street thugs, and and basically the the city has been overtaken by gangs and street thugs, and so you have to eliminate them all. So 
yeah, uh, I'm, I've been playing that. Uh, and it, and it's supposedly on the switch as well, but I, I'm, I'm liking it on the uh, series X that I'm playing it on. So anyway, that that's been what I've been playing this past week. So Carl, I'll start with you next. Uh, what, what have you been playing this past week? Uh, more expeditions, Rome mm-hmm. still going well, still loving that game. Mm-hmm. But I did get uh, Soul Hackers two in the mail yesterday. Oh, cool! Yeah, Pre- I pre-installed it, so as soon as I had the disc, I was like, "All right, just drop it in, good to go." Yeah, and I got to play. I don't know, a little, maybe an hour or so, maybe a little more. I don't know. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, I mean, look, the people weren't kidding when they talked about the it being very front loaded with some story and uh, you're not, you're not playing very much early on in the game as a warning to anyone. Uh, uh, but I do find like what's going on. Interesting. Like I like the sort of explanation of what's happening with the characters in this world. Mm-hmm. Uh, st- like stylistically, I, you know, it's, it's really cool. I mean, I haven't played any of these, uh, you know, Atlas games yet. So it's like in this, in this vein, this one is drawing obviously a lot from persona. So like I'm getting sort of that vibe from it. And yeah, it's, it's cool, you know. It's it's really well done in that respect, and uh, you know, visually it looks really nice. So you can tell it is a bit of a more of a budget type thing, but not in a terrible way. Just sort of like, you know, some things are reused, or you can see like they like we had to save money here or there by by doing certain things. Uh, much kind of much like Scarlet Nexus was, I think, kind of oh, yeah. is similar to that, where yeah, you can tell that like they didn't have a huge budget and they made the best of what they could with that title. And it, I actually kind of liken it a lot to that in my early experience mm-hmm. in that it feels like a good game and I enjoy the story and the characters and like, I want to, I want to play more, but like in this one, like for me, it's turn-based. Like I enjoy that more than that game's action gameplay. So like um, once I got into actually playing the combat and like starting to be able to walk around the, the first dungeon area, it's not really a dungeon, but. Uh, and uh got to actually you know get into some random fights and so well they're not so much random but you can see the enemies and you can you can hit them and then get like a you know an advantage if you do that type of thing that's pretty typical now mm-hmm. and uh you know starting to use the different uh demons that you can you know or the devils whatever they call them <laughs> whichever one it is yeah. well yeah your guys are devil summoners right so <laughs> And uh, yeah, they're, they're it's cool because they they have like all the devils like have a personalities and they they can uh, yeah they they'll be on the map and they find things and you talk to them and you know you can recruit new ones and um, I'm starting to like you know I'm just like all right I'm starting to see you know the things you can you know upgrade and change and the gear you're gonna get or whatever you know and I'm like yeah I'm I'm, I'm looking forward to getting farther into that I'm just I'm just pretty early I'm like I just got to the uh, the safe house that you go to early on, which again, actually exactly like Scarlet Nexus. They have like a safe uh, house that they go yeah. to. So pretty yeah. similar in that thing. So yeah. Now you're I'm playing, enjoying. you're playing the game with the Japanese, uh, for example, language track with English subtitles. Is that how you're no, playing? No, no, no. English dub. Oh, English dub. Okay. <laughs> English dub. So, so because I saw, I saw you mention something on Twitter about like some of the translation uh, also, I just saw some comment who so someone yeah. put on, uh, they commented on something that was positive and they're like, oh, but like the translation, some article about like them saying the translation is bad for the English. It's like horrible. Okay. I'm like, first of all, no, I, I mean, like, I don't know, like literal translation, right? but I'm like the voice acting wise, it's good. Okay. I have no problem with it. 
Okay. There was one guy who was really cringe, like uh -huh. this like boss that you fight who's who's like rapping. He's like an MC rapper guy, and I'm like, but like that's the character. Like, I was at the translation. That's that's the character I'm seeing on the screen. They didn't change it, so like, it is what that is what it is. And I thought he was kind of lame, but the, yeah. the line that was referenced in that tweet where they say something about taking L's, mm -hmm. um, taking an L. It, that's actually your character who says that, and she's like throwing back at him like his stupid rhyme shit and and it worked really well and i was like oh i, I love that I, I got a good laugh at him and a good smile so i was like i don't mm -hmm. know what they're talking about i, I actually see. appreciated that line so. i see cool <clears throat> all right burley you're up next what have you been playing this past week i've been playing a few different things i keep slowly working my way through triangle strategy really okay. enjoying that mm -hmm. um yeah continuing with right. my uh, it is. I, I really do enjoy it. It's just, it's, do you have if any, you're, any you're criticisms in... of it? Because, like, you know, obviously I I loved it, but there's a couple, there's a small thing about, like, sort of, I guess, like, level advancement, character advancement. There isn't a lot there, although I thought it was fine. It's no. just... I, I kind of wish that, like, the, the items to advance your characters to the next class... It's, mm -hmm. I, I can't get any more, like, I have to get, I get one per beating a chapter or certain specific right, chapters. Yeah, yeah. And it's like, so now I really have to choose which of these characters do I want to class advance. And now I've gone to like, okay, I'm looking it up now to see, see what they gain and what they, what benefits, because it's just like, which one do I want to advance first? Yeah, you really have to think about that choice like because when you do it you're probably gonna want to use that character right you want to make sure it's someone you like to use because <laughs> you by you by the end of the game you won't be able to have everyone sort of maxed out i mean at least i don't think it's possible there might be a way but cool i'm sure that's what the second playthrough is for well yeah <laughs> by then i had yeah I did have <laughs> nice um but but I'm also playing my Fall Guys, my Daily Addiction. Uh, yeah. Please help me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And then been streaming uh, God, of, God of War 2018. That's been a lot of fun going back to that and just having okay. fun with that. Right. And then uh, I know t one of our patrons here will love this. Uh, Twil, uh, yep. shout out to him. Yep. I, I shout out to Twil. Yeah. Uh, I tried out Xenoblade Chronicles 3. Mm -hmm. And I streamed that for like about a little over three hours it's good i have some i have some complaints uh one mm -hmm. thing is they do a bad job of going back from they'll start voice acting and then they'll do the oh now here's just text you you read it uh, it's like okay. like it's it's not it's not a good good uh good mix of it i think like in the three hours i played i think it's been 40 percent voice acted and 60% not it's hmm. like come on you have the voice actors if you're going to charge full price in yeah, my yeah. case $90 Canadian for this give me either give me all voice acting give me all voice acting like I don't get mad on the smaller budgetary games that don't give you full voice acting because they're not charging full price you're charging full price I'm sorry and one thing is combat combat's kind of boring because like I just sit there because you auto attack all your attack, your base attacks are auto attack. And then you just press the buttons to use your skills when they go. 
Like they mm. do have the thing of you want to go for this skill, you want to attack from behind, so that way you can build up to your ultimate. But your ultimate can, even though it shows the animation of you hitting, miss. <laughs> so like stuff, stuff like that. I just it's like it's not a game. I don't know if I'll continue to stream. Yeah. See, you're hitting on exactly why. Like I'm not into action JRPGs. <laughs> just <laughs> stuff like that really doesn't do it for me. Yeah, you know the voice acting thing. Actually, I'm starting to like when I think about that more and more. I'm like, I really, really want voice acting in like the majority of my games, mm-hmm. even if I'm gonna sometimes like skip it. I like I appreciate like it going, and if I get through it quicker and I want to go ahead quicker, that's my choice, right? But like I do, yeah, really want to have that ability. Sometimes like I don't really want walls and walls of text to have to read. Even if it's well written, sometimes it's and it, look in a lot of these like Japanese sort of anime style games, they're not great dialogue. Mm-hmm. You know, <laughs> I think Soul Hackers Two so far is pretty good. I I think the dialogue is good, and they have that feature which I love that this is like a standard now of like there's a button you could turn on auto advance. Yeah. So like yeah, it does a line of dialogue like, and then normally you would ha- it would read it and then you would have to hit the button, but then now it, you would just gets to the end goes to the next although that delay is slightly longer than i want it to be like just just a, a hair too long in soul hackers too where i'm like i wish it would just flow a little better mm-hmm. but yeah. it's fine and and you know a game like expeditions rome which like is fully voice acted like there's i don't think there's ever a bit of text that's mm-hmm. not voice work i, I don't yeah. think which is great i love it i mean it's not like a, i mean there's a, there's a good amount of text i wouldn't say there's like not a lot yeah and then one thing i, I forgot to mention long ago it's the last thing i'll say when we were talking about pokemon remember the the big last uh show they showed pokemon uh scarlet and violet yep yeah okay they had voiceover right and and they had on the screen they're like by the way this voice is not in the game okay <laughs> and the, but you have someone talking as if like the character in mm-hmm. the game was talking and i was like mm-hmm what the hell guys just do it like i was like that that was good i want that put that in the damn game why are you doing this to me like yeah (laughs) do you remember that Bradley? oh i remember it trust me the the pokemon (laughs) series as much as i love it it is it is lazy they are lazy to do stuff i just and like they always do the guys that they do they always do it in the guise of we can't change too much because it'll alienate. And it's like, no, you don't want to change stuff because that requires more money and more effort to put in and yeah. reduces on the profit size to them, yeah. I think. It was such a sus, man. They had to put a disclaimer on the screen. I was like, God damn, guys. God damn. Well, okay. Speaking of speaking of being lazy, <laughs> in a sense, let's <laughs> let's get on to the uh, the weekly news beat. So we had, of course, news about uh, Star Wars Knights of the Old Republic. And maybe uh, maybe those in charge were getting a little lazy and uh, the remake is reportedly moving to a new developer. And what's interesting about this, and uh, of course, for all of you video viewers, of course, the link to the Polygon article is below. Uh, I, it's interesting in the sense that the company that's transferring this, uh, you know, is Embracer Group. Uh, they own Saber Interactive. So, and Saber Interactive is going to take over for Aspire Media. 
uh, in this. Yeah. So, I mean, uh, whether or not this is going to affect, you know, how much of a time frame this game comes out, we have no idea. But uh, we got the news this week, uh, uh, according to Bloomberg, of course. So uh, what do you guys think of uh, them transferring the game from one developer to another? Uh, do you think this, uh, you know, uh, uh, makes makes the, the, the launch maybe farther out than we expect? Or uh, uh, maybe uh, this is going to be something positive? I, I don't know. Uh, Carl, what do you think of this? Yeah, it's hard to say. I don't think it's going to be coming anytime soon. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean they were they were very much unhappy with the progress. So I can't imagine some new studios can come in and be like, "All right, we cleaned it up. It's ready to go next year." You know, yeah. <laughs> and it's Saber Interactive, who again, I don't know if you look at their back, you know, their track history. I don't really think they have a lot there that says they're up to this task either. Yeah. And they specifically mention the Eastern European uh, Saber Interactive Studios, which, yeah. if you recall, Saber Interactive was working on the Witcher 3 uh, next-gen update, which still has to come out. Yeah. And that got moved in-house to CD Projekt Red. And supposedly that had something to do with the fact that those were like, you know, Russian and uh, Belarus studios over there. Right. And it's like, all right, well, you're gonna you're gonna stick those guys now on this instead. I'm like, I, I just don't know about that. Not, it's not giving me any confidence. Burley, your thoughts? Uh, yeah, th- this game ain't coming out. Like, I I forget what I had said when this initially, the first thing of them saying it was in a bad state. Them saying, I think I said like 2025 at the earliest. Yeah, th- this game ain't coming for years. Um, yeah, Saber Saber Interactive. I don't know if they're the ones to do it, but going to be the ones to pull this off. But I think it's really just the pressure between Disney and Sony are pissed, so they are just trying to be like, "Here, we'll throw it to another one of our other studios that we we have. Here, mm-hmm. let's just throw it, throw it here, and we'll, we'll we'll get you what we what you pro- what we promised you. Please don't yeah. kill us. Please don't kill us." Yeah, I I don't know. I think it's still it's going to be way on the back burner with all the other Star Wars games that are going to be coming out. And then, of course, then there was a there was the news uh, just the the other day. uh, I think it was yesterday, actually, that uh, it looked like Amazon was going to buy EA. And of course, EA is responsible for, of course, uh, Jedi uh, Survivor, which is going to be coming out. Uh, sometime in 2023, but uh, then, like hours later, Amazon said, "No, we're not going after uh, EA." So, <laughs> but I mean, Jedi Survivor is one of the big ones uh, coming out, as well as some of the other games. Uh, and we talked about that last week in last week's episode. So, I think this is, yeah, like 2025 or, yeah, way on the back burner. I think so. Maybe Saber Interactive won't have so much pressure on them. Uh, to to get it oh, out. Oh, they're 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 gonna have pressure on them. Making <laughs> well, no not mistake. to get it out too quickly. I think. I mean, because well, of all no, the other not, stuff. Not, yeah. yeah, not to get it out too quickly. But this is a beloved game. The fans for this game are hardcore, yeah. and you change like you have to get stuff right. You have to get the characters right and all that. You change too much on this. You're gonna have an army of nerds wanting to burn your studio down. Like, 
Uh-huh. Yeah. Sony's going to be mad too. You know, they, they like, we paid for this timed exclusivity and now we raise the price of our console and like, we got to justify it. Give us our game. Damn yeah. <laughs> Yeah, and later in this episode, uh, where we're, of course we're talking about Gamescom uh, for 2022, but we're going to be talking about the the PlayStation uh, price hikes as well. So mm-hmm. We'll be talking about that later. So, so anyway, in the comments, uh, let us know if you have any uh, any thoughts on when you think Knights of the Old Republic remake is going to be coming out, and whether Saber Active and uh, Saber Interactive uh, is the right uh, developer to be working on this remake. So, uh, let us know in the comments below. All right, so moving on. So uh, good old Uncle Phil. He had some comments this week. (laughs) He feels good. He feels good about Activision Blizzard's acquisition progress. So yeah. uh, And of course, he also talked about console exclusivity uh, as well. So uh, yeah. Uh, Of course, Microsoft is assuring... Uh, consumers at console exclusives or quote from what Phil says, something we're just going to see less and less of end quote. So uh, this is from, of course, the IGN article. And of course, uh, the link is going to be below for you here. So all of you video viewers can check that out. So I'm going to read a little bit of uh, some of the comments that he made uh, and about, of course, uh, PlayStation, uh, you know, when it comes to console exclusivity. Uh, But Obviously, you know, earlier in the conversation, uh, he talked about, um, you know, that uh, he thinks the deal right now is in a good place. Obviously, he's never made a 70 billion dollar acquisition offer before uh, in this case. But uh, he thinks that so far from what's been happening, things are, you know, coming along nicely. But then going on to the exclusivity thing, he says, quote, maybe you happen in your household to buy an Xbox And I buy a PlayStation and our kids want to play together and they can't because we bought the wrong piece of plastic to plug into our television, end quote. Quote, we really love to be able to bring more players in, reducing friction, making people feel safe, secure when they're playing, allowing them to find their friends, play with their friends, regardless of what device. I think in the long run, that is good for the industry. And maybe in the short run, there's some people in some companies, I like how he says that, in some companies that don't love it. But I think as we get over the hump and see where this industry can continue to grow, it proves out to be true, in quote. So anyway, uh, that was Phil's remarks uh, from this past week. So, Burley, I'll start with you on this one, man. What did you think of these comments uh, uh, about, of course, the Activision Blizzard deal and how he feels about how that's progressing? And then, of course, on the console exclusivity issue. Well, on his comments on the deal going through, oh, God, the deal's not going to go through. Sell. Sell all your Microsoft <laughs> stock. It's all going to go down. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. <laughs> um, okay. Yeah. No, no, we're all confident in all honesty. We're all confident this is going to go through. There's just, there's a lot of smoke being blown up and, you know, politicians and other stuff acting like, because they gotta, they gotta look like they're doing something. Mm-hmm. So they gotta say, "Oh, we gotta take a look at this deal, and make sure it's fine." You mean well, like the I FTC the... and yeah, and, uh, yeah, yeah, okay. yeah. But uh, as his comments, I, I do, I do like his comments and throwing shade because it's you know what, 
it, it's true. I hate that if I buy if I'm a if I'm on one console and the other person's on another console, a friend of mine, it's like, oh freak, we can't play. We gotta buy an one of us has got to buy another device, another copy of the game, and all that, all that stuff. I hate, I hated that because another uh, like, piece I of plastic. Hate, yeah, yeah. Or just and now, now every time I go buy a game, now I got a question. I got to talk to people and be like, okay, what platform are you playing it on? So that way we can all play together, and all this and that. Mm-hmm. Just yeah, specifically more that cross- comment. I, yeah, you're gonna say crossplay. I think I think he was actually very much talking about crossplay and Sony's sort of charging people to actually, or companies rather, to actually put mm-hmm. crossplay in their games. So I feel like that was a direct dig on that there, not just necessarily like games not on certain platforms. Yeah. Oh yeah. No, I I agree. <laughs> yeah. Carl, you have any other thoughts on this? Oh yeah. Um, you know the deal seems to be moving along. Uh, mm-hmm. It uh, it was approved or let through in Saudi Arabia already. If you saw that, mm-hmm. and there's a deadline uh, September first in I believe the UK. Their uh, body, their organization, the government, looking at uh, I think it's the CMA or something like that. Yeah, I think a lot of the countries it's September uh, is like the deadline. So they specifically have one where they. And there was some news about this saying like they might be looking more into it, but they have to say around that date if they're going to do a wider look into it, which would then obviously push back the possible day that this would go through. Mm-hmm. If on that day, yeah, they say, okay, we're good. <laughs> then that, that thing we could expect maybe it'll happen by the end of this year. Who knows? Yeah. And the, yeah, some of the other comments, the exclusivity stuff, and there was a lot of debate on that. Um, what yeah. he what he's talking about, what he means. I mean, and it's hard to say because there's many ways to interpret those things. Like I said, that the crossplay stuff could be very much part of what he was talking about there. Yeah. There was another comment about yeah, like the exclusive stuff, le- right? Less and less um, console exclusive games. But there's a lot of that. He could really be talking about like games that are only on ps4 5 and only on switch that aren't also on pc or anywhere else yeah right because that Mm -hmm. the model of xbox has changed to like they don't have console really exclusives games that are only on xbox anymore that just doesn't exist they're on pc they're also on cloud so you can play them on your tv your samsung tvs now play them on your smartphones like there you go bro he's playing uh what is it? Uh, Lost Judgment. He's finishing it up. Right? No, yeah. that's not on Game Pass. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but I mean, basically, um, he's hinting at the fact that console exclusivity is like a thing of the past. And exactly, uh, yeah. So, yeah. yeah, I don't know that he's saying like we're not going to have uh, you know any exclusive games to our platform uh, yeah. at all in the future. <laughs> that that's it's a yeah. bit of a stretch to look yeah. at it that way. Yeah. I like how he, he mentioned some companies. Yeah, some yeah. companies out there. <laughs> you know, you know, you, you know who he's talking about. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Microsoft so, has been, yeah. you know, just kind of make it pretty obvious that, like, you know, yeah. Sony, you guys are the ones who are yeah. doing a lot of these things. Yeah. You are the market leader, and you are controlling a lot of things. And they're yeah. not—you're not necessarily doing the things that are best for the consumers. Well, speaking of that, that is an excellent segue, Carl, into our next topic. But before we get into that topic, um, yeah, 
let us know in the comments what you think of uh, Phil Spencer's comments. And uh, do you think the console wars are over now? Do you think uh, console exclusivity is a thing of the past? Let us know in the comments. We'd yeah. really like to hear from you. So, Do you think but, there will be any exclusive to Xbox platform Activision games going forward? Exactly, exactly. So <laughs> let us know in the comments, yeah. So anyway, perfect segue into our next topic. <laughs> so, yeah, the PS5 price increases are coming, but not to the United States. U.S. people have been spared. Yes. <laughs> PS prices to increase <laughs> increase in select markets due to global economic environment, including high inflation rates. So Burley <laughs> out there in Canada, you guys are out of luck out here in Japan, which is interesting because this is the home country of Sony and PlayStation. We are out of luck as well. Price increases are coming. And uh, this is from uh, the PlayStation blog. And I'm going to tell you some of the prices, the price hikes. So in Europe, basically... For the Ultra HD Blu-ray disc drive, you're going to be paying 549 euro for it. The digital edition, 449 uh, euro. Uh, in Japan, out here, the uh, HD Blu-ray disc drive is going to be Rokumang Yonhyaku Nanaju Hachien, which is 60. It's basically uh, 60,478 yen. And the PS5 digital edition is Yomang Kusen Yonghyaku Nanaju Hachien, which in English is 49,478 yen, including tax. Including tax. <laughs> Can Canada. You translate, translate that value, please. To translate. English, to, to the dollars. How much of an increase are we talking about here? In Japan? Uh, we're talking about a $100 increase, basically. Whoa. Whoa. Yes. Whoa. Yes. Lord. Well, no. For, well, for the digital, for the HD Blu-ray, uh, five hundred dollars. Yeah. Oh, so okay. So the digital one is basically but almost a hundred dollars, basically. Yeah, because it yeah, was like the like Yonmang yen before, like for forty thousand yen. So. Yeah. So the the disc edition PS five in Japan is is about what in American dollars? Uh, about well, it's a hundred and thirty-one yen to the dollar con or no, hundred and thirty-six yen conversion rate right now. So I would say probably six hundred and fifty U.S. dollars. Oh, wow! And yeah. I'm sure Canada is equally bad <clears throat> in yeah, comparison. Yeah, yeah. Oh. Canada PS5 with Ultra HD Blu-ray disc drive, six hundred and forty-nine Canadian dollars. So basically six fifty, and then PS5 digital okay. edition. 519 Canadian dollars. Okay. Yep. So. You guys making more money in Canada than in America? Because <laughs> I don't know why those prices uh, are so high. Uh, yes and no. Uh, I'll just kind of take here because I'm one of the countries that uh, is getting effect affected here. For us, it's only a $20 increase, which is... Okay. Good and bad at the same time. It's good. It's not as bad, but because you guys, that's just that before the tax and we are a yeah. 13% tax to pay for everything. So it's, it, it, you're going to, you're going to feel it buying a PS five. Yeah. I get it that they're going to have, they're, they're doing the whole inflation, everything, like everything here in Canada is so inflated because of everything that's happened COVID and how they, uh, 
they did certain things with grants and all that, giving people money to help people out. So to help try and pay for things, inflation has happened. We're at a high inflation. So things that used to cost me two bucks in the grocery store now cost me four to five dollars. So I'm not surprised that this is going to happen on the PS5. I, like, I, I don't like it. Sony's still making profit on their games and everything. Like, I, 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 would, I would prefer Sony to eat it. But I also know they're going to do it. They're, they're a big corporation. All these companies, well, not all, a lot of companies like this, they're always going to pass the thing on to the consumers. So that way they get, they still have their same amount of profit. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I, but, I don't know, man. Yeah, go I, ahead, go ahead, Burley. Go ahead. My only other thing, like, on this is like, yeah, you're going to increase the price. You know what? You still have a name. How you this, this is just going to turn more people off from getting it a little, but you also haven't increased the amount out there. I still know people in Canada that are having a hard time trying to get a PS5. Like, I, I've gone in a few times in the last couple of weeks just to like walmart's and stuff with a buddy and just other people just to check around and stuff you still can't find them you can't see um that or a series x i haven't even seen those in stores i've only seen the s's it's yeah. still hard to find these things yeah yeah australia for example the blu-ray disc drive uh, 800 australian dollars and then for the digital edition, six hundred and forty-nine Australian dollars. So yeah, Australia's yeah, that's they're going to be paying a lot. Uh, China uh, also, of course, the Blu-ray disc drive, four thousand two hundred ninety-nine yuan, and then uh, the digital edition, three thousand four hundred ninety-nine yuan. So yeah, increases there as well as in Mexico and the UK. So the UK, I I don't think I mentioned this earlier, the blue disc. Uh, Blu-ray disc drive version, uh, 479 pounds, basically 480. And then uh, the digital edition, 390 pounds. So, yeah. So big increases. Uh, yeah, uh, this is not going to do well for them PR-wise, obviously, especially out here in Japan. Uh, that's going to be really interesting now with these price increases, especially as the, you know, the holiday season is going to be rolling around. Nintendo is even going to make more of a killing out here in Japan now. Yeah. And then just think, Burley, if those Steam decks start getting out here, it'd be interesting to see if the Steam deck actually does well. But well, Valve has that yeah. they, they did do a small story. Valve says they're ramping them out more now, shipping uh -huh. more and more out, which is which is nice for consumers that want it. So yeah. it's 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 going to be interesting that Sony is taking a PR hit on this. Oh yeah, and yeah, they they should like. I can see like I may be able to see both sides on this, but mm -hmm. you're you've just shown to the consumers that hey, we're do you've done a lot of stuff lately. Sony's done a lot of stuff lately that have not made people happy. Yeah. They are just continuing with the trend of yeah, deal with it. We're yeah. passing the cost on, cost on to you. Deal deal yeah. with it. Yeah, you so uh, oh, I just want to say this real quick. Uh, this is from uh, the Kotaku article, which uh, mentions Microsoft and uh, Nintendo's reply. Uh, basically, they were, uh, you know, uh, commenting on the price hikes and, you know, uh, making their stances. And Microsoft says, we are constantly evaluating our business to offer 
our fans great gaming options. Our Xbox Series X or S suggested retail price remains at $299, and the Xbox Series X is $499. This also applies to other markets and their current pricing. And then uh, Furukawa Shuntaro, the Nintendo president, he said, quote, our competition is the variety of entertainment in the world. And we, and uh, quote, uh, quote, and we always think about pricing in terms of the value of the fun we offer. Nintendo has sold more than 100 million Switch units so far, and it's important to maintain the momentum of our overall business, end quote. So basically just uh, shooting out there uh, for the time being, we're not raising our prices. Mm -hmm. So. Uh, go ahead, Carl. You were going to mention well, something else. You, you oh. Yeah. Oh. It's fine if you want to say something, then I'll go. Go ahead, Burley. Uh, I was, was going to say, Nintendo, they ain't going to increase the Switch. They increase that cost. You do, let's say, the light, you increase the light or anything, they are going to get killed because they still don't decrease their prices on any of their games. Everything's always full price except for the odd occasion we'll give you a game that's four years old will take ten dollars off they, they they ain't gonna increase their prices they know they'd be killed yeah i mean the switch the, I, I always look at it as like they've kind of already increased their price by not changing the price over years which usually goes down on these consoles as well as adding a more expensive oled console that in reality at this point mm -hmm. in the right sta stage of that console should have been 300 should have been the, the base price unit and the base price should have been 250 by now yeah so yeah, yeah if you didn't notice i'm wearing my uh playstation shirt today <laughs> you can tell uh they are playing the role of for all of you right? video viewers so for all of you audio listeners you can't see this but uh, anyway so it is uh it is the decepticon logo from transformers they are currently sony is playing the role of the villain and they have raised their prices in everywhere but America. And if you don't see why, because as Burley just said, uh, in Canada, there's a good amount of inflation. But guess what? In America, too, inflation yeah. has been a global issue. It's not yes. just yes. Uh, one country or another, mm -hmm. right? right? It's been fairly high everywhere. Right. And uh, the reason they're not raising it in America is definitely part of the fact that they are in a heated battle with Xbox here. And you can imagine that the uh sale ratio in america is pretty close to one-to-one -to -one on yeah. xbox and playstation right now in this yeah. generation and they don't want to lose that edge because the minute they do uh you will hear about it and that yep. will not be good for them yeah and it's the largest player base in the west so yeah. you know in the u.s so so this yeah. is i can't i really cannot believe that they actually did this uh, they are doing something that is really unprecedented like this never happens with with consoles and for the most part tech just doesn't really rate go up in price like, you know yeah. tvs yeah. things like that usually computers like will go down in price and so yeah, well, the expectation yeah i was just gonna say because mid-generation they came out with a you know an upgraded you know pro version so that that alleviated the you know the sense that well, we have to raise our prices. No, we don't have to because we're coming out with a, a mid-generation, you know, pro console, especially during yeah. the PS4 generation. So now, I mean, we're not even two years into the PS5 generation and and they're raising prices. So it tells you something. 
Right. Yeah, the Xbox One X was 500 and that was the price of the original unit. You know, it's like they were able to yeah. sell you a much power, more powerful unit many years later at the same price. They didn't right. take the original unit and raise that price and just say, sorry, like, yeah. you know, or, or even just leave it the same like Nintendo and say, sorry, like you want our stuff like this is what it costs. You know? And we yeah. saw we just I, I was just going to say also, too, and, and it's like PlayStation really hasn't ramped up the or or uh, continued to pump out those exclusives that they really wanted to i mean we're not even two years in and uh, when it comes to the library of playstation exclusives i mean it really doesn't stack up yet so for them to to jack up the price of their hardware without the games to play on it yet i mean that says something yeah yeah, I mean, it's all about their internal books and looking at it and saying, like, we, we want our profit margin on each sale of this console to look better. Yeah. That's what they're doing. And they don't, yeah. there's nothing, they, they're just not, they don't care that the consumer is going to have to pay more. I mean, uh, that that's obviously, why should they care, right? You would think, but I mean. Well, because again, they know it, gamers are suckers. Gamers are going to, I mean, hardcore gamers are going to pay for it, <laughs> whether it's $100 yeah. more or not. You know, and you so. should think it. I mean, I understand like you can argue that it's a business and yeah. they should do what makes business sense for them. But it's always understood and been the model of the console market to sometimes sell your console at a loss right. because you're going to make that mm -hmm. money back. Um, all the games and now microtransactions and services. Right. And that's right. still not going away. And Sony has raised prices in other places as well, charging you for upgrades and raising the price of the ps5 games to 70 dollars instead of 60. yeah so like they're not hurting for cash here they're just lining their own pockets and it's yep. just disgusting i i don't i don't think anyone should look at this because and, they and need those quality back. exclusives right yeah. they don't yeah. want to degrade their quality triple a exclusives right so they need to... yeah they, they want to be able to keep paying for timed exclusivities and uh you know extra exclusive quests for hogwarts legacy okay that's <laughs> yeah. that's the thing that's they want to keep they want to keep being able to you know money hat other places that's really what they want to do okay so i guess if you're a playstation fan and you uh you, you like it when they take things away from specifically xbox more than anyone else then yeah i guess you'll happily pay extra to do that yeah. <laughs> okay that's what that's what you're getting yeah, don't don't get us wrong. I mean, we love PlayStation games, but I mean, just mm -hmm. the, the the business practices that they're making at the moment just don't, you know, don't seem, you know, seem uh, very uh, consumer friendly. So to, to say the least. Oh, they're not consumer friendly. <laughs> yeah. 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 You know, I think yeah. Microsoft has a really good opportunity at the Tokyo Game Show to like try to really impress the Japanese audience with. Yeah. series x and s and i don't know i don't know that they'll do any sort of price decrease because i don't think that would be smart business sense uh, if i were consulting microsoft right now out here in japan i would say push the s as much as you can yeah. because yeah. because i mean it's 299 so like out here in japan it's about sanmong yen and with the, the PS5 price hikes now, they could really, really push sales on the S, especially. I mean, and it's small enough. And I mean, with, with Japanese households, it would be a perfect, 
piece of uh, as 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 Phil Spencer says, a piece of plastic <laughs> to set on your you know in your living room on the uh, on the cabinet uh, and and use for the you know for your uh, your monitor or your TV. So yeah, at Tokyo Game Show, that's what I would be consulting them to do. I mean, uh, just push the S as much as you can. Yeah. It's a real opportunity. They can really, Microsoft can go hard. They have the mm-hmm. cash to sort of like take maybe a little bit of risk in like maybe throwing in more extras with the console. Because like, like I said, lowering the price is probably not something they'll do. But yeah. Yeah, they really don't have to because the competition raised the price. So they look lower just by sitting around where they are. So they well, I have to add in like, yeah. you know, extra months of Game Pass, for example, included or yeah. throw in yeah. digital codes for for included games with the console. Yeah. Well, what they're really pushing in the electronic stores now for Xbox uh, when it comes to Game Pass uh, digital codes are the three month Game Pass Ultimate. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're yeah. really pushing the three month ones right now. So. We'll see how that goes later on. But anyway, all right, guys. So it's time to uh, jump into the topic of the show. But before we do that, so guys, uh, do you have any suggestions for the comments section uh, for <laughs> our uh, our last topic? <laughs> Tell us how much you think the PlayStation is really worth. No. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so no, anyway. Um... Yeah. If, if, if yeah. you're in one of these country, countries, like in Canada in my case, and you don't have a PS5, is this right. now going to hamper your decision on buying one? Right. Right. Yeah, it's a good question. Yeah. yeah. So let us know in the comments, everybody, what you think of uh, uh, PlayStation and Sony um, raising the price of the PS5 in, in a lot of different regions here around the world. So. All right, so it's time to get into our topic of the show. So this week's topic for episode 101, uh, announcements and reactions to Gamescom. Uh, And uh, for all of you video viewers, uh, I'm going to have the ticker going here below, and there's a few articles for all of the games and all of the trailers that came out uh, during uh, this week uh, for Gamescom. So you can go and check those out and check out the trailers uh, for all of the games, and some of them you might not have seen. And we're not going to be talking about every single game. Obviously, it would take hours and hours. And uh, we're not we're not going to have like a seven hour podcast to discuss every single game. We're just going to be talking about some of the announcements and uh, some games that really caught our eye. And we're really looking forward to playing uh, that were shown at Gamescom. But uh, before we do that, I just want to mention something about Gamescom and, and just watching some of the the events you know of course we had the opening night live again of course we had the xbox showcase uh, the live stream for like six hours um then of course we had the uh uh, the uh, future games event as well but i mean when it comes to gamescom now i'm thinking of you know it's kind of like when i was living in the united states um you you kind of watch the tonight show it's kind of like the you know the big show uh, you know, in the evening after the news, the evening news, and then the tonight show comes on. And then after that, you have kind of like the late, late show afterwards. And it's like, not many people watch the late, late show. Usually most people are watching the tonight show or, you know, uh, the show that comes on right after the news. And then after that, they go to bed. So kind of in a sense, Gamescom is kind of becoming like the late, late show as to where, 
you know, E3's announcements in June. Let me just say the June announcements because E3 obviously is, you know, kind of on a hiatus in a sense. It's only digital at the moment. It'll probably be coming back next year or the year after live again. But I mean, it, it seems like everybody is looking forward to the June announcements. It's kind of like the Tonight Show. And then the Late Late Show is Gamescom, where, of course, they're getting a little bit more of what they saw in June. Yes, there were a few other new game announcements, and we're going to be talking about some of those. But the majority of these games we had already seen in June or before that. So that's kind of my analogy of it all. I mean, yeah, I mean, for all of you gamers out there in Europe, I mean, uh, and actually getting a chance to go, go to the showroom floors and stuff like that and actually see this stuff. I mean, that's awesome. And I, I love that you guys get a chance to do that, you know, and uh, for all of you out there in Europe that are really excited about Gamescom every year, I'm really happy for all of you that are able to get a chance to do that. But just from a viewer's perspective online, you know, being out here in Japan and all, and for a lot of people around the world that are watching on their computers or, you know, on the internet, maybe it's not as big of a showcase as the June event, in a sense. It's kind of <laughs> like the late, late show. I don't know. What, are, what, what do you guys think of this? Carl, I'll start with you. What are your thoughts? Well, uh, I mean, Gamescom has never been like the main event, right? It's kind yeah. of the story. Yeah. Um, I, I mean, look, if, you're, if, hey, if anyone listening, you have any comments, I'd like to, to, to get your opinion, what you thought about this opening night live. Uh, I know another one of Keeley's shows. Uh, for me, I, I enjoyed it. I, I, I always seem to enjoy his shows because, look, he gets a lot of games. And they aren't all new reveals this time, which no one really expected. Um, but with the new reveals and games that we've seen before, but getting you know new looks or even expanded looks that we really hadn't seen a lot of that game, I you know I think it's a great show to watch. If, you, if you're someone who really cares about video games in the industry and, and wants to see a lot of cool games, like this is a good show. You yeah, know, watch the show. Yeah, obviously, yeah. Yeah, they do show a lot of games. They showed like over 30 games. I mean, but uh, yeah, I mean, I'd say probably more than half of them we had already heard about before or we had seen some kind of footage of the game before. Uh, like, for example, the Callisto Protocol. I mean, that I and mean, they show more of it. It's like I'm at the point now I don't want to see any more of the Callisto Protocol. Yeah. I just want to <laughs> get into it and I want to play it. I don't want to see anything else about, yeah, the the, the cool water slide moment in, in the 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 footage that they showed that was really cool, you know, but I mean, that's it. I don't want to see any more of that. I was almost a little disappointed by that footage we saw because uh -huh. watching it, yeah. I was like, uh, okay, it's dead space. Okay. Yeah. Like it, literally like I was like, whoa, okay. You guys <laughs> copied kind of every, I mean, no, no, he's the original creator, but I was like, yeah. all right, you got the stasis <laughs> thing going also yeah. right there. I'm like, I didn't yeah. realize, although the, the visual effect on it was pretty cool. I did like yeah. that. Yeah. I, I didn't like when they showed them like throw someone into that spinning, you know, pillar in the middle there. Yeah. It, I, to me, it was just like, oh, it's like you threw him into a, a, a portal, a blank void portal. Cause he yeah. threw the body just kind of disappeared. It was like gone, like nothing happened. Yeah, and but we had seen that before too, and we had seen that before. Well, yeah. we saw like a a like a special death, right? And like the player character with something like that, 
I believe, if I remember correctly. But this no, was throwing they actually they showed they showed uh, throwing one of the the monsters into that. Yeah, because they did it several times in this, and I was like, yeah, oh, I would rather you show like some more gore there, show a little bit of a, a struggle mm-hmm. for like the body getting crushed in this. It just looked like nothing. <laughs> I was like, that's a little, yeah. I don't know, it's a little criticism, but I was, like, yeah, get you got to do a little more on that. Come on, guys. Yeah. So, Burley, your thoughts on uh, Gamescom as a whole before we get into everything else? What do you think? Hmm. Yeah, this is the first time I've ever really watched anything from Gamescom. Mm-hmm. Um, they, I watched the opening, the opening night live, live as it was happening because I was working on the time. So I had one monitor up for work and one up for the Gamescom opening yeah. night live. I told yeah. work it was for the podcast, and this was a had to. If I didn't do it, X Pack was going to break my thumb. So uh-huh. I said, "Okay, <laughs> we need your thumb." So you best watch it. <laughs> um, I enjoyed it, but yeah, this is not something like. In all honesty, it's not like E three where I'm going to watch mm-hmm. this. A lot, like I don't know if I'll watch these live. I'll try mm-hmm. to, but I, if I miss it live, eh. It, but like uh, like you guys have both said, a lot of the games and stuff are games we've already known about and already seen. So mm-hmm. it's it, it's very view uh, very nothing new that we're getting in terms of new games. We did get some, but it's mostly stuff we've seen. And on some of it, you're like, okay, I've already seen enough. You've already got me with the game. Please don't show me anymore because you have the chance to lose my sale. Yeah. Well, let's go ahead and get into some of it. I mean, uh, let's let's get to the stuff we want to we want to just quickly go over first. Uh, obviously, Keeley comes out and and during his uh, presentation, he mentions, of course, that uh, uh, Sony is coming out with a new controller. Mm. <laughs> so let's go ahead and take a look at that yeah. uh, that <laughs> the controller. So uh, I'm going ahead for all of you video viewers. I'm going to play the the trailer for that now. So uh, what what did you think of this uh, new controller? To me, it looks uh, so much uh, basically kind of just like an elite controller in a sense. Kind of like uh, you know you can map uh, you know how you uh, your control senses are when it comes to the edge uh, controller. Just like a, a kind of like a uh you know the uh elite controller i should say excuse me uh so anyway uh we don't have any price on it we don't know when it's coming out but uh they wanted to kind of do a world premiere and show off this new controller what did you guys think of it burley i'll start with you this like yeah it's it, it, it's fine like for those that want that kind of controller great but you know what two things we didn't get for it when is this thing coming out and price? Yeah. Those are the two things I really well, care. They probably didn't want to mention a price after everybody was so pissed off at the PS5 price hikes, you know, and everything. So they probably well, the inflate that. that was before that. <laughs> yeah. So, and now yeah. you can expect oh, okay. it to be pretty damn high, right? Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. The, It'll be like a hundred dollars just... at least. Yeah, because what the oh, dual sense is seventy. Yeah. A hundred? I wish it was only no, hundred. No, no probably one hundred fifty. One hundred fifty. You know what? What it's going to be? One ninety nine US. 
Okay. That's what I'm going with. Yeah. Well, that's and, like know, what the elite that uh, wasn't the elite around that when it launched. Yeah. Well, I, I have an the elite controller. Was one fifty, right? But maybe the new one. I don't remember. I have an elite controller too, series two elite controller. I don't need this. I have the dual sense control. I have two dual dual sense controllers already. I don't need another one. Yeah. So I mean, yeah. <clears throat> yeah, I generally don't buy these type of things. I, I think the standard controller is great. I don't really need it. Yeah. Same. The Elite 2 says MSRP is 179 but it's on sale for 154 right now mm-hmm. on Xbox's website. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, if it's regular 180 you can definitely easily see the PlayStation 1 being 200 especially considering their DualSense controller is already a higher price to start. Mm-hmm. Like, the base price of that is pretty high, and they don't really budge a lot on it, whereas, like, the series controllers, I think, were maybe sixty or so, sixty-five maybe at most, and they. But yeah. you can get them at a bar, at lower prices all the time. It's like they, right. that's not they. They know, and I think a part of the reason why like is because the the Dual Sense has all those extra features, so it does make it more expensive. They, they yeah. can't really lower those prices. Yeah. <clears throat> okay, yeah. so I, kinda, I almost thought it was going to be PSVR that we were going to see yeah. <laughs> PSVR two. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I thought we were going to get PSVR 2 when they're like, oh, PlayStation yeah. has something for us. Like, yeah. And the thing yeah. was, like, this Edge, yeah, I, like, I know in the PS4 generation, I believe there was, like, another third party made their own version of, like, this. So yeah. it's like, I, I, I'm kind of surprised Sony would put your effort into here. Like, I don't know, because I don't know a lot of many people that have bought the Elites. Not to say that the elites are bad, but like people see that price tag on a controller and like, for that I could buy three controllers, for that. Why? Yeah, you'd think Why? so. But Why? the elite is is very popular. If I think it's is an MPD where it's like one of the highest. You know, it's always it's always ranking very high for accessories. Yeah. So people like those sort of things. Yeah. I I don't think there's anything wrong with Sony doing it. I mean, they're I and mean, they are copying Xbox here, but I mean, there's nothing wrong with that. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know, it's a, it's a good idea. It's a good controller. It's you want you know to give your players options to have something better. Yeah. Well, I think one of the reasons they didn't show off anything about PSVR two was because earlier we got like a, a release window into next year already as to when the PSVR two yeah. is coming out. So we're probably going to get more information later in the year on that. Um, so. Yeah. Well, there's the rumored data, <laughs> especially yeah. with this price hike. Yeah. Oh yeah. Well, yeah. there's the rumored state of play is coming September eighth. In September, yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh so. yeah. We'll see. Yeah. Okay. So let's uh, let's talk about some of the games that we were really uh, interested in and that caught our eye and that we really want to play. And Burley, I'm going to start with you because this was from the Future Games Show uh, called God of Rock. So uh, let's take a look at that and uh, tell us a little bit about why you want to play this. Alrighty. So this, I just, when this uh, trailer just hit, I, it's just ridiculous, but it's just so funny just to see, like, this <laughs> is a fighting, that it, it's a fighting game.
Okay, Burley, Burley's uh, audio is uh, conking out on us now. So uh, <laughs> yeah, it's a bit rough there. Yeah. So, but uh, uh, anyway, but this is a really cool looking uh, rhythm fighting game. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, stylistically, it's awesome. I, I didn't actually see this one. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I, yeah, that's cool. I mean, I'm not a big rhythm game fan, but having the characters sort of fighting it out as you do the rhythm based, uh, you know button prompts that's really cool yeah there yeah. he is yeah burley he's back, back. Yep. yeah and it's on everything too yeah yeah so yeah, uh, it's coming everything and later this year yeah yeah yep so wish list uh, now on steam obviously yeah now so. I, I got to see someone playing this with like a guitar you know guitar hero rock band guitar ah yeah. no 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 <laughs> the pokeball controller come on Carl. oh my goodness yeah this is like one button on that <laughs> two the top and the two. center stick mm, yeah. okay 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 carl i think you're up next uh what what game really caught your eye uh it was a, a little title called lies of p mm-hmm. which is a it looks a bit to be like a, and probably is a souls like sort of game uh, it's mm-hmm. third person sort of action gameplay um but it has a really interesting you know, like setting and, and story structure of like, I guess you're, you're Pinocchio, you're a yeah. version of that. Yeah. And, uh, but you have like, you know, gun, you have like a gun arm at times or like a, your modifiable <laughs> arm, which when I was watching it, it very much reminded me of like Mega Man. And I was like, oh yeah, you know, kind of just never thought about Mega Man as being, as being Pinocchio. But he kind of is. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, it, so, yeah, and this it, this game this game was shown at opening night live and it was shown at the xbox event as well so yes because this yeah. is going to be a day one game pass day game. one yes yeah so yeah and this this time period and, and style is just it just looks really interesting and i i i don't know i hope there's a there's a good interesting sort of story playing out it does seem like there's some of that uh more so than you know, other souls games which is why i have more interest in it because that's not a, a genre i'm typically into but as long as it doesn't dive too deep into it, i'm okay with that sort of gameplay it's just the the idea of like i have to die all the time and like you know work so hard to like upgrade up my character in certain ways and like the the sort of like I don't know. Not there's not a very much of a structured story to that world. Like this looks like it has those things that I want. I would like to have in those type of games. So mm. I'm, I'm looking forward to it. Yeah. Yeah. Lies of P. So yeah, kind of, kind of the art style reminds me of the Order 1886 in a way. Uh, back when that game came came out on the PS4. Yeah, it does. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. So, so yeah. Cool stuff. Yeah. Yeah. So this is a surprise that this wasn't, uh, I mean, to me, because I think this, this, people knew about this game and it sort of leaked that this was going to be on Game Pass ahead of the show. Uh But, uh, I was like, all right, what does that mean? I've never heard of this game. And then when they, when I finally saw it, I was like, oh, okay, I see now. This is interesting. Yeah. You can see, like, if you look at the, if you're watching with us along, you can see, the UI is very much, you know, Souls type of games going on there. Yeah. Yeah. Lots of boss battles in this game, it looks like. So, 
Oh, good stuff. All right. Lies of P. <laughs> P is in Pinocchio, Carl. Yeah. For sure. For sure. <laughs> they can't put Pinocchio because Disney will sue. Yeah, yeah, of course. <laughs> All right. Okay, I'm up next. Uh, I, I, I loved Telltale games when they came out. Uh, and, uh, of course, Telltale went away, obviously. But uh, now they're coming back with The Expanse. And uh, I'm interested to see uh, if the interface and everything and, and the gameplay uh, for these Telltale games is going to be any different now. So uh, this was a behind the scenes uh, gameplay first look. And uh, yeah, I, I love how in the Telltale games, you obviously you have to make choices and those choices affect the outcomes of the game and everything. And, uh, and this being in like a, a space setting uh, it looks really cool. And then, of course, the anti-gravity uh, situations and floating in space that you have to do. Um, yeah, I'm really interested in this and to see how this plays out. So, uh, like I said, I, I used to love playing the Telltale games, of course, The Walking Dead and, you know, the, the Tales from the Borderlands. Obviously, Tales from the Borderlands 2 is going to be coming out um, as well. But, uh, you know, uh, The Expanse looks pretty cool and I'm looking forward to playing it. What'd you guys think of this? Uh, Burley, what'd you think of uh, The Expanse? Yeah, it, it has me interested. Mm-hmm. Um, whether or not this is a game, I, I'll, I will try it. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I'm happy to I, see. I just don't... Oh, sorry. Go ahead, Burley. Say... Go ahead. Yeah. Um,. Shoot, I lost my train of thought. <laughs> Carl, go, go ahead, man. Carl. Yeah, yeah I'm happy to see this as the this is the new Telltale, right? And yeah, visually speaking, uh, just whatever engine they're using, like looks like they got, they have an upgrade. We're not we're not dealing with the old Telltale engine. That's just oh, those were terrible. You know, uh, yeah, dying, oh, yeah. chugging along, just beating yeah. that dead horse engine. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, you know, the expanse is an interesting IP. I, I, I wanted to get into it. I just, there's just so much to watch. I started it and I, I thought it was interesting, but I never, I should maybe if I have time, they'll go back to it. Yeah. Deck nine yeah. is, uh, also working on this. So yeah, I love to see, uh, you know, uh, how this, uh, plays out and, uh, yeah. How more advanced this is from the older, you know, Telltale games, just like we talked about. So. And one other uh, game that I want to uh, talk about. So uh, let's see. Let me get to that real quick here. So, yeah, this is kind of a, uh, you know, like another game that I wanted to throw out kind of like a uh, uh, kind of with an asterisk on it, because uh, this was shown at the Xbox uh, event. Uh, It's called Planet of Lana. Oh, yeah. So I'm really looking forward to playing mm-hmm. this. This is kind of like, yeah, uh, uh, an extra game that I'm really, really excited to play. Uh, and it really reminds me of like the game Inside, in a sense. But yeah. uh, I mean, it's just the the beautiful colors and texture. And then, of course, and it's coming in spring 2023, obviously. But uh, yeah, this uh, this planet and, uh, you know, these like robotic creatures you're having to, you know, run away from and the and the platforming and the puzzles in the game. Uh, I'm really excited about this one. How about you guys? And of course, 
Game Pass Day One, obviously, uh, just like uh, Life of P. So, uh, uh, Carl, I'll start with you. What do you think of uh, Planet Alana? I was excited for this one too. They this was also at the the Xbox live stream. Yeah, uh, it was one of the ones I was looking forward to seeing more of. And they showed uh, this is an older trailer, I believe, that you're showing here. But they showed yeah. actual they showed more actual gameplay. Yeah. Um, talking to you about the world and the characters. So like you're this girl and you have this little uh, creature with you that yeah. helps you out. That can, that kind of reminds actually... me of a kind of reminds me of a Totoro type of character, a little, little mm-hmm. Totoro character. Yeah. 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 And that creature can sort of like hypnotize and like other creatures that are similar to it. It's like, you can use him to like stop them, like get them out of your way. You get these move obstacles you can command that your little friend creature to like move to certain parts of the area and like to help you get things out of reach um so Mm -hmm. it looks like the you know the main sort of gameplay is gonna be yeah like this the fun the like puzzle solving not necessarily like life or death situation um as much in like inside and uh, um what was the other one uh Limbo, where like your character is yeah. like probably gonna die if they don't succeed. Limbo this and looks inside more calm. the game, the game um, after Limbo inside. Yeah, yeah. So, it looks great. Beautiful art style. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that's a that's a game I'm definitely gonna download day uh, download and play on my ser- my Series S. Yeah, yeah. If we're uh, talking about the Xbox uh, live stream, uh, I think Pentiment had a really good showing there. Um, if, yeah. you, if you're interested in that game, I would highly recommend watching the live stream interview segment from from Gamescom because I just things you don't really think about that they talk about in this how like the the creator is like really into that time period right in Germany where the game takes place and the he, he talks about like the font right having have, being really interested in like making sure the fonts are represented properly and like the way the game draws the font as you as the text comes up is like it's like someone's actually writing it with a, with a pen and depending on the type of font it does it differently so like there's some fonts that are drawn there's some fonts that are pressed uh it's just like there's so much effort and detail put into small things in that game that was i, I was really impressed by it yeah whenever you have um terms that you don't understand right that that are of that era or of characters even like they'll be highlighted and you can bring up uh information but the way it does it is really clever like that your screen becomes like sort of you zoom back as if your screen is like a page in a book and there's an out outer border showing you like which characters we're talking about here if you don't remember or like what this term that we're highlighting means if you don't if you if you need to know and it's like just feeling like you're still immersed in the game instead of like going out into some menu. That's just like, Hey, you know, a glossary, you know, it's, it's, it's really clever. It just seems like it's going to be a really good game. The one thing I wish that there was like voice acting, but there there doesn't seem to be any voice acting at all in it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, another, Oh, go ahead, Carl. You're going to say, no, it's fine. Um, it's, it's good. Tales from the borderlands too. I mean, yeah, the new characters and all, uh, Oh yeah. I mean, uh, we'll see how those play out. Uh, you know, I'm interested to see how that is. Uh, the Dune game, um, I'm interested to see more from that. 
the um, yeah, open world survival Dune, which yeah. sounds like a good idea. It's, those yeah. games are very uh, hit and miss. You, know? you don't know if you're yeah. going to be interested in those. Yeah. And then, of course, Dead Island 2. I mean, like, they first announced this game back in 2014. And I mean, and now it's finally coming out in 2023. Yeah. But uh, yeah, I mean, it looks gory and bloody and, you know, and brutal as ever. So, uh, yeah, I mean, we'll see. We'll see how that plays well, out. So, yeah. The Early? Dead Island 2 tra- trailer, I just want to go into that for a sec because I had a little, little thing because they're like, we are going to show gameplay. We're now going to show gameplay. And they don't show gameplay for like what was a good thirty seconds or minute after they say that. <laughs> yeah. It's all just yeah. cutscene, random, stupid talk. I'm like, yeah. Yeah. you're telling me you're going to show me gameplay? Actually, show me freaking gameplay, especially yeah, since was, this game was... it went under wraps because yeah. they had the fall. They they there was the public falling out and all that right. between uh, Deep Silver and uh, oh shoot, what was the other company? But they had the falling out and all that, and then this just game has been for so long we we haven't seen or heard anything other than it's still in development, still in development. And it's like mm-hmm. from what I saw of this, like I played the original Dead Island, mm-hmm. I bought it on a Black Friday sale, mm-hmm. fine game. But from what I saw of this, this doesn't make me want to go. Oh, I need to get this day one. Yeah. yeah. What did it's What like, did you oh, guys? Okay, this I... is still a game. Wait for it on Game Pass. It ever comes there. <laughs> what did you think of that game that they showed? It looked very like Bloodborne meets Ancient China, where winds meet. Hmm. Yeah, I, know, I mean, yeah. Go ahead. Carl. It could be interesting. Yeah. I just when I was watching, I'm like, why are we watching a game that looks like it's running like 10, 15 frames per second? <laughs> yeah, it's like yeah, I can't. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like it's hard for me to like feel good about what I'm seeing. Yeah. It just looks like it's chugging the whole time. Or it right. just looks like yeah. there's a there's a frame rate mismatch, something going on. Like I can't it's hard to look at, you know. But it it looks like it could be a great, interesting game. And it, you know. Yeah. Yeah. And you know what Dead Island, I wanted to say something. Go ahead, man. I actually, you know, feel I actually feel bad for Jeff Keeley and his 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 show that like Dead Island 2 coming back leaked on the internet before the oh, showcase yeah, 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 yeah. and then when he when he announced it it's like and i got one last thing to show you and it's dead island too i was like oh god that must have hurt so much for him to have yeah. to like yeah. yeah it's like my 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 closer got leaked it's like I, I would be pissed if i was him yeah but you know you know who is supposed to be his closer kojima hideo you know kojima you know, of course oh, kojima god. song makes another appearance obviously and he has a new podcast coming out and it's a Spotify exclusive, uh, so yeah, we'll see. I cannot how that believe goes. It. the <laughs> the two the two ads in this were terrible. The the Kojima, you know, Spotify podcast ad. I couldn't yeah. believe that that's what he brought Kojima out for, and then yeah. the Pokemon like Mini Cooper concept car. I'm like, why why yeah. is this here? What are we doing? Well, I'm surprised Xbox didn't give uh, bring him out for their live stream to to talk about you know, uh, Death Stranding on, you know, uh, PC Game Pass. And then, of course, uh, anything that he's working on that obviously is going to be an Xbox game. So, uh, I don't know. Yeah, that's, they can save that for their show, you know. Like, Xbox's live stream was exactly what I expected, but it was at least, I think, 
better than I had hoped because I think the structure mm. of it was really good and the interviews were all really, really well done. And oh, yeah. A lot of interesting questions were asked and you got a lot of interesting information about like just, you know, the the design philosophies and, and learning about these games more than, than you need, you know, than just watching a trailer. So, right, right. All right. Um, so, I just want to see if there's anything like that was interesting else. That Lords, the Lords of the Fallen. Lords sequel, of the Fallen. Know, sequel. You know, yeah. yeah. Um, oh, Gotham Knights. Yeah. Uh, I actually really liked the trailer we saw here. Yeah. Because uh, we got to see more villains. You know, like Clayface is going to be in the game and uh, Harley Quinn. So, like, that's that's always fun. Mm -hmm. I want more villains like that. Yeah. Moonbreaker, the game that I was like, all right, Subnautica is uh, Unknown Worlds is making a, a turn-based sci-fi game. And you know what? I wasn't impressed. It was, uh, I just not really into like, it was miniatures. It was like, it was like if you're having a tabletop miniature game and, but you, the cool aspect is that you can paint these miniatures within the game mm -hmm. and it looks like a really in-depth, uh, you know, system for doing that. Mm -hmm. It just doesn't look like my kind of game. Yeah. disappointing this is a bunch of like weird like like okay atlas fallen uh what is this stranded alien dawn world yeah stranded alien dawn whatever that is yeah and um what was the other one uh there's like a bunch of these like sort of openish worldish looking games mm -hmm. everywhere right like they just to me like i just don't know what they they're, they're doing with these games because you get these sort of like big open world sort of third person action adventure type of games and mm -hmm. they all kind of blurred together outside of like lies of p which which had like a very significant sort of setting and style to it yeah no. it is weird like too many of that not okay. just not great trailers, I guess, because I feel like people just forget about those games. Mm -hmm. High on life, you know, again, like people are interested in that. It's just not really for me, but I, it looks funny. I, you know, and I don't know if you guys have any interest in high on life. Uh, not really, <laughs> not really. Yeah, uh, no, but uh, yeah. So yeah, I mean that's uh, been our uh, yeah our topic of the show, of course, uh, Gamescom and uh, a lot of the announcements and our reactions and of course uh, some of the games that caught our eye. So uh, of course, uh, for all of you video viewers, of course, uh, the ticker that I was playing, uh, you can check out uh, those articles that have a lot of the uh, the trailers in them, so you can check those out. So uh, I, I, I guess, Carl, I would say probably the number one game for me, obviously, obviously is still Callisto Protocol. I mean, because I, I, I'm a big Dead Space fan, so obviously it's more Dead Space. So mm -hmm. I'm looking forward to it. So, But yeah, The Expanse for sure. And, uh, you know, uh, Planet of Lana looks really interesting as well. So, all right, yeah. so let's uh, let's move on. So it's time for uh, the new game releases for the week of September twenty or uh, August. I'm sorry, August 29th through September fourth. <laughs> so uh, Carl, you're up first. Uh, what is your pick of the week for new game releases? Yeah, I went with Commandos Three HD Remaster coming on August thirtieth. PC, PS4, Switch, Xbox. All in Soldier, Commandos 3 HD Remaster sends you to the relentless and unforgiving battlefields of Europe. 
Remastered and high definition, including reworked 3D models and textures, improved controls, and refined UI. Um, yeah, I, you know, I played one of these. I don't remember which one. And this is going to be on Game Pass, so like it's a good, it's always a good pick. You know, you can uh, jump in and try it out. <laughs> yeah. Uh, before I played these, and and I I remember like the the first one I played, maybe it was the original. I I loved it just because it's this like very strategic sort of like I have these different characters who have different skill sets, like your sniper and your your sort of stealth assassin guy, and you have this sort of meticulously designed like scenario that mm. you have to it's kind of like puzzling out how how can i get through this without you know getting my guys all killed or you know sneaking around not getting discovered not being seen yeah. <laughs> it's not super like it looks like there's action maybe this one is a little more actiony but it wasn't really much of an action type thing mm -hmm. cool and it comes out on the 30th yeah so uh, and you can play it on uh, game pass day one so yeah all right. Okay. So I'm up next. So next up is dun, dun. of course destroy all humans. <laughs> so let me go ahead and get that playing for you. So yeah. Crude humor, use of drugs, language, sexual themes, obviously, partial nudity, violence. <laughs> so here we go. I get it started here. So, all right, there we go. All right, so that's right, Earthlings. Crypto is back, and this time he's invading the swinging 60s. After the KGB blew up his mothership, Crypto seeks revenge and travels to iconic, iconic places in the United States, the United Kingdom, the Soviet Union, Japan, and even to the moon. Destroy All Humans 2 is a full remake of the original game, adding and improving features while rebuilding the game from scratch in shiny Unreal Engine 4 visuals. So it comes out on PC, PS5, Xbox Series X on August 30th, guys. So, Burley, I'm sure you're looking forward to this one, eh? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Who doesn't want to... <laughs> I, I never played the the remake that they did for the last one, so mm -hmm. I still got to play that one, the nice. remake of the first game. Nice, nice. Yeah, yeah, I love the little the combat sections here. Um, yeah, so yeah, it's fun stuff. Cool. All right, Burley, you're up next. What do you got for us? Uh, my pick of the week is Oblets. It's mm -hmm. a farming town life and creature collection game inspired by Pokemon Harvest Mood and Animal Crossing. Manage your farm and grow and train your oblets. Run a shop. Explore strange land. Battle with wild oblets and other oblet trainers and unlock the mysteries of Ob. It's coming Thursday, September 1st to PC, Switch, Xbox One, uh, no Xbox Series version. But uh, sa surprisingly, no PlayStation. Oh, that's interesting. See the little customizations yeah. you can do there. So Halloween and stuff. Nice. Yeah, I remember this game. I think was there like an early access on this or something? Could be good. Yeah, we've seen it at other showcases. Yeah, yeah. Cool. All right. So those were our picks of the week uh, for August 29th through September 4th. So of course, all of you video viewers, you can check out the link uh, below to releases.com. You can check out all the games that are going to be coming out. 
So yeah. And uh, in the comments below, let us know what you think. Uh, let us know what you think about Gamescom uh, and the announcements that were made there. Uh, what were your favorite games that were shown? Uh, let us know what you thought. And of course, uh, uh, new game releases. What are you looking forward to playing the most uh, this coming uh, week? So please let us know in the comments. So, All right. All right. Next up, guys, I want to uh, talk a little bit about uh, the NPD report that came out for July. So the July 22 NPT, uh, NPD report for the top 10 selling video games, retail and digital. So I'm going to read off the top 10. I'll start from number 10. Okay. So number 10 was uh, F122 from EA. Number nine, Minecraft. Number eight, uh, Digimon Survive. Digimon Survive uh, for mm. all of you out there in the West. Uh, number seven, Mario Kart 8. Still on this list. Number six, MLB The Show 2022. 20, uh, number five, Call of Duty Vanguard. Number four, Xenoblade Chronicles 3, which is new on the list. Number three, Lego Star Wars The Skywalker Saga. Number two, which dropped uh, down a notch from number one, Elden Ring. And number one is new on the list, and it was number one, Multiverses. Yes. From Warner Brothers Interactive. So, yeah. So, and uh, for the year, uh, the NPD, uh, top 10 selling video games. Number 10, Madden NFL 22. Number nine, Mario Kart 8. Number eight, Kirby in the Forgotten Land. Number seven, Gran Turismo 7. Number six, Call of Duty Vanguard. Number five, MLB The Show 22. Number four, Horizon Forbidden West uh, is number four. Number three, Pokemon Legends Arceus. Number two, Lego Star Wars The Skywalker Saga. And still at number one for the year is Elden Ring. So Carl, any, uh, any surprises there on this NPD list? Well, multiverses being yeah. number one is is kind of says a lot about the month because that is a free to play game. Yeah. yeah. So you got to imagine that mm -hmm. you know sales numbers aren't particularly high for any of these. Yeah. Um, you know, Digimon survived jumping into there number eight. I mean, that sounds like it's good for the game, but you know how what how high are these numbers really? No, might it might not actually be good at all for for the game launch. No. Yeah, I don't really know. Yeah, uh, but it's good. It's good for that game to be on that list. You know, yeah. Xenoblade Chronicles. I mean, that should be there. Right? That's a big enough release. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. F one twenty two being on there is a is a bit of a shocker, which might also tell you. Yeah, uh, these might not be very high numbers we're talking about. Yeah. Early, you, you okay out there now? Any uh, any comments on the NPD list? Uh, Carl Carl had the same kind of comments uh, I did. And my only thing is, like, if multiverse is that high, is that because multiverse is just because of the downloads, or it's raking in on the um, transactions? Because there is a lot of transactions in the game. I think. Yeah. Yeah, I would assume it's some sort of like initial bundle that they're counting as on this, right? They they can't, they wouldn't, they don't normally count, you know, like regular microtransactions. So it must be some sort of like 
multiverses bundle that gives you all of the major characters and that's considered like the the game as far as digital sales go yeah yeah all right so next up uh some programming nodes obviously after we record this episode of the rita multi-platform gaming news podcast we will be recording our next episode of the marvelous marvel discussion arena she hulk superhuman law Mm-hmm. attorney yeah. at law attorney for hire mm-hmm. we're going to be talking about episode two of she hulk uh, of course our spoiler reactions episode we're going to be recording uh next uh after we record this episode of the podcast so obviously on the arena productions we not only do just we don't just do only uh video game and video game news related content obviously we do entertainment content as well uh for movies and tv uh, and the Marvelous Marvel Discussion Arena is one of those. So please go and check that out. That will be uh, coming up uh, pretty soon as after we record it. And of course, uh, season three of Lower Decks, uh, Star Trek Lower Decks called Grounded. Uh, we're going to be recording our uh, reactions episode to that as well. So please stay tuned for that as well. So uh, we're looking forward to bringing that content to you. So, uh, yeah, we're really excited about that. Uh, so, and if you have any comments, of course, about the NPD numbers, uh, anything, uh, anything you might've been surprised about, please let us know in the comments as well. And of course, if you like this video, uh, please be sure to hit that like and uh, the subscribe and the notification bell for when we drop a new video, whether it's the arena multi-platform gaming news podcast, or if it's any of our other uh, content that we do here on the arena productions. We'd really appreciate it. So thank you so much for that. All right. So it's time to talk about, uh, the games that we're going to be playing this coming week. Uh, I'm just going to be continuing with, uh, midnight fight express. Um, yeah. Uh, and, uh, continue with that, uh, and, uh, see where that goes. Uh, what about you guys, Burley? What are you going to be playing this next week? Uh, continue on with triangle strategy in my own personal time and, uh, fall guys, my daily addiction, but, uh, for streaming, uh, got, got a war. It's going to be my main game. Okay. Carl, how about you? I want to still want to play more of expeditions Rome. Like I don't want to give that up. Although I did just buy soul hackers too. So I'm going to have to decide which one to play, juggle that here and there. <laughs> um, yeah. Cool. All right, so it's time for our Indie Recording Artist Spotlight. So this week's spotlight is on Cosmonkey. Cosmonkey is a music producer and a beat maker with over 10 years of experience writing music. So working across various genres from hip-hop to electronic music, they began their musical journey on streaming services and now collaborate with major music labels in the chill-hop and lo-fi hip-hop genres. From their album titled Down Love, and the song is called So Close. So this has been the Arena, a multi-platform gaming news podcast, episode 101. I've been your host, Expat, along with my co-hosts, Burley of Burleyman Gaming and Turnbase Carl. We hope to catch you in the next one. So take care, everyone. Peace out. <laughs> Thank you.
Thank <laughs> you.